Because of the ongoing COVID-19 epidemic, we continue to pre-record our episodes over Zoom. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of North, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, doing the show uh, with John Run Sue. And, Hello. Uh, hey there. And and with you, dear listener. So uh, yeah, we're we're I mean. Trump's facing federal indictments, so we, we got to start talking about that. Uh, we do uh, love to hear from our listeners, so if you have anything you want to say about that or anything else, email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com and you know, then go to that site and listen to all of our previous episodes, because why wouldn't you? <sighs> There's no reason for it. There's no reason for you not to do that. Exactly. It's it's hours of your life that you're just going to waste anyways. You might as well listen to us and, you know, then then you'll have wasted it listening to me. Just got to push the envelope there, Mike. Just got to. Yep. <laughs> so Trump. Push my way out of the, try to fight my way out of this wet paper bag I'm in and I'm still <laughs> failing. <laughs> but, um. Speaking of idiots caught in a wet paper bag, wow. uh, former president. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, th- uh, what was it? Thirteen count indictment, uh, seven different federal crimes, um, several counts of, of of violating the Espionage Act, uh, and yeah, it's. Um, Obstruction, yep. Obstruction of yep. justice Obstruction. and stuff. It's none of it's good, and uh, the the uh, information in the affidavit or in in the indictment, uh, you know, uh, transcripts of you know conversations where he's saying like, you know, I shouldn't have this, and I shouldn't show it to you, but hey, you know, it's pretty cool, huh? You know, like I could have declassified this when I was president, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just. Reminds me of that guy that's at the Air Force Base here in Massachusetts, impressing his friends. Yes. Yeah. Jack yeah. Tahara. He, idiot. by the way, oh, that's his name. Yes, Jack Tahara. And by the way, uh, he's just been indicted on six counts of violating the uh, Espionage Act as well. So he's facing, you know, easily 10 years in, in prison, perhaps more. It's just so. wild to me that people would violate, like, the espionage act like you know like look at but with but just 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 to do it you know like there was not a a, a, like a like a reason there's no money involved there's no like like political reasons or anything it's just like this is cool check it out you know it's i it blows my mind absolutely blows my mind i I I I had been under the impression that uh, Mr. Tahara had uh, been uh, leaking information about uh, the war in Ukraine because he was sympathetic to the Russians. But is that wrong or just not so. confirmed? Or I don't think it was, but I will I will double check that. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, it's it, it showing was just off to like, his friends. Yeah. You know, and it could be both. <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely both. It's it, like it, yeah. it's definitely showing off. But the the other thing, maybe I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. So I, I, what an amazing indictment. I haven't read it, but I've heard snippets of it. I would, I would like to read it. I guess it's quite, it even has pictures of the boxes near the toilet and everything. Yes. So it's, you know, it's good reading. So, um, it's, uh, well, one thing I, th- I think is kind of interesting is um, like I, I've you know I've been reading sort of legal experts sounding off about it, and obviously take this with all the grains of salt you need. But I think it is I think it's interesting that um, uh, it's generally agreed that the overall Espionage Act, like which I think dates back to 1917 in its original form, but has been updated over the years. Um, like overall, it's it's kind of a grab bag statute that is overly broad in some areas and needs to be re you know redone. It needs to be clarified about uh, uh, some of the sections and you know like what does it mean to like you know improperly receive classified information and stuff like that. But uh, there is. Uh, uh, the 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 sections that Mr. Trump has been in, indicted upon are about like, do you have classified information that you know came with your job, and did you keep that information once you left the job and therefore no longer needed it and weren't supposed to have it anymore? If you did, that's a violation. And and the logic of that I think is pretty clear. You know, like like you don't need to keep secret, hang on to secret info if you're not actually using it for your job anymore. And uh, that, I I believe, is the basis for the, uh, I I forget how many, but like a number of uh, different documents were charged under, you know, him retaining a bunch of documents were charged under that, uh, lo- that logic, that part of the Espionage uh, Act. I just want to, yeah, I, I've, I've been looking this up. Um, uh-huh. I, I got distracted from the from the other thing I said I would look up. I'll do, I'll do that later. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the law that one of the things that he's being charged with, like mishandling classified documents, mm-hmm. was a misdemeanor. And, and then he signed a law to make it a felony. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> he, yeah, he's going after Hillary. Yeah. Well, you know, hoist on his own petard. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah. He tightened the law. Up to, yeah. to be able to go after people, so hilarious. And he would have known that because he signed it, right? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Signed, well, no, it, I'm. I highly doubt that he's read the laws that he signed. Like, if he had a stamp for his name, then I'm sure he would have used that. Like, if you don't want to be president, you're not going to do any work, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he uses a great big magic marker, so he really does sign them. Yeah, I mean, well, he has to. Like, you can't. Yeah. Like, uh, even even if the president's away, like, you have to. They have to literally sign the get law. The document. Yeah, yeah, they get the document to him in Algeria or wherever he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the ex president is. I mean, it's more horrifying every day, and you know, some <laughs> of the Republicans are taking it on, but a lot of them will say a half step. And then they retract it and they say, well, you know, I consider a pardon. It's like, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I used to think that it was good that Ford pardoned Nixon. I really at the time I was mad. But I have to say, you know, in the years following that, I really came to terms with it, saved the country. But, you know, 
They didn't indict Did Sparrow Agnew. Well, I'm I'm saying that I I'm wondering if that didn't set the precedent for this because they they were quote protecting the country from yeah. you know tearing us apart. But you know what? If somebody does the crime, shouldn't they be held accountable? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think, I mean, yeah. That is a debate that's been had, that's been had like uh, online, like like from, from in the spaces I've been. Like I've seen people go back and forth yeah. about that too. Like if they if if Ford didn't pardon Nixon, they actually charged him. Even if yeah. like even if he like got off or anything, but like they actually put him through the legal system, how would that have changed? You know the preceding <clears throat> years because there's the presidents might be actually be worried about getting caught yep. doing stuff, you know, like, but no president yes. is worried about that right now. Like not even yeah. the ones well, we like, you know? Yeah. So two, two quick things. Spiro Agnew did really horrible things, but they knew they were going after Nixon. So they negotiated with Spiro Agnew. And when he left, they dropped all the charges of all the, I mean, he did some really no, they didn't. hideous things. They, they dropped the charges that he got. They dropped many not, of the charges, but he did actually plead guilty to one felony. I believe they dropped all the charges, but I may be wrong. And the second uh, thing, uh, Rachel Maddow say, actually did a great, sh- uh, like four or five episode podcast about this called Bagman, which I highly recommend. It's really good journalism, and uh, yeah, she she covered the whole thing, and she actually talked to the uh, federal prosecutors who were involved, and you know, uncovered stuff they didn't know, like George H. W. Bush, who was then chair of the Republican Party. The National Committee um, uh, basically went to the lead federal attorney in the in the case and leaned on the guy. Said, "You know, this is really looking bad. You know, can you call your your dogs off of Agnew?" And the guy took took uh, uh, Bush's meeting and then didn't say a word to his uh, underlings who were who were pursuing the case. So they yep. didn't know that yep. until Rachel Maddow read them. You know, like the guys. Bush's you know, memoirs. Yep. Well, the, no, but the I, guys, the the uh, their boss's me- note on the meeting. You know, it's like met with Bush today. This is what he said, and they were like, "Wow, we didn't know he did that." So, so yeah, yeah. like there was Where one. I got it yeah. from was you know the the um, oh, the two guys that exposed Deep Throat, the authors Woodward um, and Bernstein. Yeah, Woodward said that that they let him off because they were trying to get him out quick. Yes, he really didn't true. have any recourses. So I don't know. And he said completely off the hook and maybe it would be different if, if they've um, been accountable. The other thing I was going to just mm-hmm. add is, do you think there should be um, TV cameras in the, in the federal case right now with Trump? It's not a usual practice, but for the sake of the country, do you think we should all see the trial? No. Uh, There's a lot of people that aren't going to believe it unless they see it themselves. That's a good point. I, that it's fair I, and just. I, you know, I mean, I can understand not wanting to have a live feed per se. Like, I could see like how that OJ could get Simpson. weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I certainly think there should be cameras in there. Um, I'll tell you one reason why they won't want to uh, have a live feed, aside from any other factors, is because a number of the uh, the documents that uh, Mr. Trump held on to are enormously secret and contain really yeah. deeply sensitive information. Um, 
you know, the kind of stuff that actually, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of our, you know, imperialist military, you know, the 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 military that gave us the invasion of Iraq and the invasion of Panama and, you know, uh, uh, the war in Vietnam and all kinds of good stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, OK, yeah, the, the, uh, we, we, we were certainly we have a less than stellar track record uh, uh, in the past 50, 60 years. And I totally understand uh, people not having a lot of uh, faith in the U S government, uh, uh, what they decide to classify. I mean, that was part of the point of the Pentagon papers, for example, it's like, why is all this stuff secret? It basically just exposes what a bunch of dumbasses were being in pursuing the war in Vietnam the way we are. And it's like, yes, that's why we classified it because it makes us look bad. And it's like, oh, that's not a good well, reason. They also were lying to the American public about where they were actually, where the, where the troops oh. were. Oh yeah, when all of that went over yeah. into Cambodia. Yeah, that was quite a nice day. Yeah, yeah. So, so all of that, and that totally makes sense. But the, um, what are the United States' specific war plans? You know, if we wind up having to go to war with, you know, if we wind up fighting to defend Taiwan from a Chinese attack, say, or you know, audio or tapes? North Korea. What about audio tapes? What do you? What? Well, if you, not a TV Sorry. camera, what about audio tapes in the courtroom? Oh, 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 I see. You're 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 switching gears. Um uh, well, I'm limiting it if you let, don't think they Well, should. let me let me let me finish saying that cuz audio tapes actually aren't aren't any better because the 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 concern is that uh, you know, the information is is actually the legitimately secret information and they're worried that you know, Trump or his lawyers will say something in court that will reveal something that would actually be damaging to, you know, actual core U.S. national security interests. You know, the stuff that isn't screwing around and really does matter, like, you know, so stuff to do with our nuclear blackout. warheads or whatever. Yeah, do well, certainly, certainly a, a – Or a, a certainly microphone. a delay of some kind, you know, like – like just so that they can be like, hey, he mentioned something. So, for example, this is a thing I've been I've been reading on a bit, and I was just like, wow. So there is this um, uh, 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 this protocol called uh, SAC Special Access Control, I believe, uh, that goes on top of top secret documents, and what that basically means is it'll have some you know, random, usually I think it's two words, some random two word thing. So it'd be, you know, it'd be like, you know, pencil thermometer or whatever. And uh, only people who are authorized to know about it will know that there is such a thing as the pencil thermometer program. And that might be, so, so one Example from history going back into the 1960s, um, a thing we actually did was uh, uh, the U.S. Navy sent a, a, a deep sea submersible vehicle uh, down into the depths of the Pacific near the, the where the continental shelf starts and basically like um, tapped into the transatlantic cables to be able to intercept uh, unencrypted Soviet diplomatic cables. 
So basically, they were able to tap in and listen to uh, 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 secret information that the Soviets were sending back and forth to their embassies. I, f- I forget the details, but basically, you know, uh, it's the kind of thing you'd worry about if you were like, yeah, but it's really hard to go down and and patch into a cable under three miles down in the Pacific without somebody noticing and without screwing everything up. That's really, really hard. Right. Exactly. Like, like it's absurd to think the U S could do that. And it was absurd, but you know, we tried really hard and we, we worked, we figured it out and we did it. So, um, but just, uh, so I don't know what that, but the, the code words for that were, but, but just the, you know, say they called that pencil thermometer. Uh, so like, okay, uh, they don't even want people to know that the pencil thermometer program exists it's because it's an, yep. it's another thing that, the, that, you know, the Soviets could have been asking around trying to find out more about it. Like, what is it? What does it do? What are the Americans learning from it? You know? Um, so there are several of the documents that are listed in the indictment have a, uh, 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 these, uh, special access protocols or whatever it is. Uh, and, uh, and then the actual code word in the indictment is redacted. Like they won't even put it in this, this statement. They won't even tell you what the thing is. That's how secret they're keeping this. And, uh, this is this is the stuff that they're willing to to talk about publicly. Um, they're they're willing to like even acknowledge some of these documents exist, but they won't tell us what they are. So yeah, like they don't want Trump or his attorney blurting out like, well, you know, this reference to you know to pencil thermometer is absurd. And it's like, oh, for Christ's sake, you know. It's like so that's why I don't think they will want to uh, have a live feed of you know audio and or visual uh, because of that concern uh, because that's exactly the kind of thing that i you know even if trump wasn't trying to do it to be spiteful i just you know he's such a you know dunderhead that i could totally imagine him just reading off a document or remembering something and you know blurting it out so your reasoning is much better than mine yeah Um, what's yours well uh a few things just before i get to that um i couldn't find any other reason for the guy to leak the the um the documents other than to look cool jack tahara um, yeah um, tahara sorry yeah it, there okay. might be but i have i wasn't able to find it um two it might have uh, just been like speculation and the yeah. the fever swamp of of you know angry lefties uh when it came out in the, at the moment you know i think he's so. just a doofus um but well, uh, i stand know. corrected thank you I mean, I don't, I, this isn't proof. This is just like, I couldn't find anything. Um, but the second well, thing it's, it's, is, uh, I could Agnew. always stand to dial back my, my, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. but the second thing is Sphere Agnew, uh, pled guilty to tax evasion and was put on probation for three years and fined $10,000. Yep. So he, he was charged. But he didn't. He never served anything. He and they they let him off of probation in like a relatively small fee. So that that might be. It's kind of like splitting yeah. the difference between like him not being charged with anything and you know. Like, yeah. But he didn't not, not not charged with anything that he did in office that was illegal. 
Yeah, well, all, all, he, he was taking yeah. bribes in the White House. He was yeah, in the White House. <laughs> he, yeah. he was none he, of that. None of that stuff. It, you know, it, anyway. it was all connected to his like stuff because I think he's out of Pennsylvania and all connected to his stuff in Pennsylvania state government and stuff like that. He just basically just the, he just kept the gravy train going and, you know, using his, his clout as vice president to keep throwing bones to his people back there in exchange for cash. Jeez. And yeah, uh, so- you know, basically the feds, you know, in exchange for him just resigning uh, his office, they're like, all of these charges will go away and you just plead to the tax evasion and, you know, and resign and we're done. And my understanding is- Resign that he, before the state. Yep. Before, yeah, because they had to get him out before they started on Nixon. Right. So um, that he resigned and uh, like- they basically like he resigned at the courthouse like shortly before he then went in and pled guilty to tax evasion. That basically like the whole thing was like, hey, you know, uh, the modified indictment's ready to go. You just need to actually formally resign. resign. And, and he did. Yeah, yeah so. they made him do it. Yeah. Interesting. So, well, and it is a question of what, you know, what are what are I mean, I can't believe that you can't go after a sitting president if they really did something really wrong. I guess I, I don't understand how the Justice Department could could say that. that that that's their policy. It's nowhere in the law. Correct. It's just the policy, right? Uh, and the, you know, the White House Office of Legal Counsel has issued a memo saying, like, the president can't be criminally indicted. You know, but that's that's their opinion, and it's an opinion, know, right? And and they may have some legal justifications that I'm not aware of that are actually interesting and valid and. Certainly, you know, the idea of like hounding a president with nuisance charges, I think we can all imagine that happening, but. Uh, yeah, when they're yeah. trying to run the free world. Yes. No, it, I understand that gist of it. It's just, it's, you know, the fact that Mueller didn't didn't push harder is I think it's, you know, I in agree. some ways you could, you guys are going to yell at me, but um, I feel like like Trump actually is cleaning house. Not because he's getting rid of people that support him, but all the people that have come out of the woodwork that just, you know, you don't really want them in government. And, you know, and the folks that were in the police forces that were oath keepers and, you know, it's almost like they followed him like um, Peter Piper. And one by one, the Justice Department is dealing with all these folks. So in some ways, you know, he didn't clean the swamp because he was trying to. It's almost like he pushed on the system so hard that the system is responding and we're actually getting rid of a lot of these folks that need to be gone. For example, Comey, I think James he, Comey was, you know, he got them to, he's gotten these people to break cover. Let's yeah. break let's, cover. Eh, That's a perfect way that. to put it. Let's, let's, yeah. let's back up on that a little bit. Uh, because he, like, it's because he, he just was a jerk censoring myself um jerkhead and uh did dumb things and then other people followed him and then they could then they could get they prosecuted but they're just yep. people they're not like super powerful members of the government you know like the with the with the january 6th thing like all the members of of like there are some state senators and some some people yep. running for federal office that that got indicted and everything but like it's not like like a senator or something. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not like they he he yeah. didn't clean the swamp. He 
sprayed like like pesticide over it and got all the mosquitoes you know like it's like and they're gonna come back it's not <laughs> well no you know? and, and it's not even that that he you know all his the eff- mosquito pools and <laughs> well like, and it's not even like his efforts to quote unquote drain the swamp actually paid off it's just it really it's like he sprayed gasoline everywhere and yeah that polluted that killed a bunch of the mosquitoes off and some of it caught fire here and there and that's that singed some of it back but yeah yeah um, I just want to real quick. Um, I just want to yes, say my reason for not wanting cameras or any recording devices in the courtroom is because everybody would use it for their commercials, their their uh, their campaigns. Oh, everybody. Yeah, they would be in campaign ads all over the place, and it would just and those those images would be on TV, and those recordings would be on the radio constantly and uh that would inflame people also i just don't want to see it personally but like you see you (laughs) see him in court all the time like they're trying to put to put president trump in jail senator mike blah 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 doesn't want that you know or something like that and It'll we'll just stand it'll against just piss this people off, you know. Woke, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The woke mob is trying to get President Trump. We're not going to let him go to Act Red Town Hall. Dot whatever. You know, like it's, it's. Don't you think they're going to do that anyway with fake pictures? Oh yeah, they'll, they'll totally do that with with like drawing. They'll probably do that with drawings. They'll probably do it. You know, like the court artists. We have court artists. That's fine. You know. Um, Did you see the drawing of him? He looks so young. They took 40 <laughs> years off of him. He looks like a little kid. And that's Hennessy. I think that's Hennessy, the guy that does a lot of court. He must like Trump. It was amazing. The guy I mean, he's you know, doing it super fast, you know, like. You but know. the other court person, the one in New York, he looked old and terrible. It was sort of the opposite. I mean, she <laughs> well, made him look like a monster. Well, Trump's going to. real picture. Trump's going to need to take have 40 years taken off if he wants to actually make it to the end of the sentence. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, I don't want them. I don't want this, this, this whole thing to be. You don't want this spectacle? I no, I don't like it. I want, I want this. I want this to be a case. I want it to be focused on what he did. Um, It's not like as much as possible. And that won't happen if everybody is like watching, like, you know, like it's a TV show, you know? Um, Well, so anyway. What do you think, Sue? Uh, uh, we're we're just at the end of the first half of the show, but I, I would like to hear to wrap this up, put a button on it. Sue, uh, do you think we should uh, have cameras in there, even if it's you know on a delay or whatever? Um, like I said, what do you think? I want to see. I want to see the Christian eating the lion. I, I want to <laughs> see the justice system. You know, I want to see the justice system do its thing. I want to see if they really do it. I want to see if they question, you know, what, what they bring up. And, and, you know, I did live through the Nixon stuff and it was at Sam Richardson, just a country lawyer from Tennessee or whatever. It was amazing. And you felt like, I mean, it was disheartening because Nixon was so bad, but I, 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 you know, I watched the January 6th hearings as much as I could. And I feel like I like to see it from my own eyes. Like that's why I watch C-SPAN instead of listening to talking heads. I want to see it for myself. 
that the justice system works mm. and that Judge Cannon can actually do it. And if she isn't doing it, that they peel it, you know, that they, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for seeing it, but I understand the spectacle aspect because it will be OJ Simpson's trials. Oh my God. That was, exactly. I mean, and the, the judge let it get away from him. Ido, yeah. Ido, was it judge, judge Samuel Ido. Yep. You know, yeah, I understand that. And Cannon is not a strong contributor <laughs> as Jurist. a judge. Just, yeah. You know, really. She, yeah. She's had like two weeks total trial, you know, pre- experience presiding over federal criminal trials. This is going to be insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I, well, let's talk about more about that in the second half of the show. We're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs here on Civil Politics. Uh, but we'll be back with uh, more of it here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael. I'm still doing it with John and Sue. And uh, b- before we get on to the the, uh, the, the next thing, uh, there's a, just a brief thing that has occurred to me during the break that I wanted to mention. <clears throat> um, so here in Massachusetts, where we are, uh, last week, there were several days where the air quality was really bad because of wildfires in northern northeastern Canada and the smoke was drifting down. And you know, New York City apparently had some of its worst air quality in history. It had the, the d- nastiest, dirtiest air on the planet uh, those days. And, uh, you know, th- th- it was problematic here, too. <clears throat> so I'm specifically reminded the um, – uh the coronavirus you know covid-19 hasn't gone away it's still a uh, a thing that's out there um you know making things difficult and dangerous for uh a lot of people who are you know immunocompromised cuz they're they're sick or on various medications or whatever. So that's a whole thing. But uh, one of the nice sort of overlaps is the high quality masks uh, that will protect you from 
yeah. make it make it less likely for you to catch COVID-19 and certainly make it much, much less likely that you'll spread it. Also will protect you from air pollution like that. So uh, I actually just got three more boxes of disposable N95 masks uh, at my house. Um, they're, you know, I mean, I know not everybody is, you know, necessarily rolling an extra cash, but it absolutely is worth it to order more of those boxes, you know, order some more of those masks for, you know, when you go out to the movies and you're sitting there in a room full of other people, cause who knows where they came from. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of high leverage situation where you could still get COVID. And it's also handy for the next time we will have, uh, there will be other Big wildfires blowing plumes of smoke over uh, over us sooner or later. Wherever you are, that's gonna that's gonna be a problem you'll have to deal with. And uh, yeah, so stock up now, get them handy because uh, that's really yeah, that, yeah that's really funny. I was thinking that like I was seeing the um, the reports about the wildfires, uh, and there were there was B roll of people just being like going around in masks, and I was thinking. They just had masks in their houses because those are like those were actual masks that that you would wear like to paint your house or, you know, like to spray paint or something like that, because everybody got those for covid. And I'm sure like some of them, some people are like, I need to go out. It's really smoky. Oh, I got this mask like from five, five months ago. Cool. You know, it's crazy. That's that's just a thing you have in your house now now yeah which it's is a basic cool basic, and uh, not <laughs> well and 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 people in other parts of the world you know like in mexico city people were have been wearing masks to deal with pollution in the air down there for a long time mm-hmm. um, china so, too yep. yeah and japan dons masks every time they have some sort of a respiratory virus circulate they yeah. all have masks at home people they, people they were way ahead of us People were routinely wearing masks on the Tokyo subways. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it's just, it's a good idea, folks. And um, it, it's, um, I understand why the government has sort of declared the COVID emergency over. But, well, the problem has receded. The virus is still out there. It's still mutating. There's going to be more surges of it uh, and new variants and new vaccines to get. Uh so it, it's worth it to continue to take it seriously, especially because there are millions of people here in the U.S. who uh, have various other medical conditions that mean that uh, they they can't get vaccinated or the vaccines don't work very well for them. Or if they get sick, they just, you know, they're, they're worried about developing long COVID and so forth. Uh, uh, and that's those are really serious concerns. And uh, uh one, I think, I honestly think one of the reasons why unemployment numbers uh, under the Biden administration are really, you know, very, very good. You know, like there's very low unemployment. But honest to God, part of the reason for that is hundreds of thousands of American workers have died. So, you know, <laughs> I know a lot of people have retired because they don't want to be out in the public anymore. That was, too. Um, I, so I think like a I million was, people are out of the workforce because of that. Like, like either they've retired yeah. to avoid exposure or they died. And, yeah. you know, that, that tightens up a labor market. And, um, yeah, maybe we should of, learn from that. <laughs> I was, I was sick the last two weeks. I got some sort of a sore throat and I, I don't have COVID. I've been tested three times. I don't have it, but I wore a mask 
in public these two weeks because I don't want to give it to anybody. You know, I don't know what it is. Is it, you know, is it echo virus or, you know, RSV or who knows, but, you know, sore throat and kind of respiratory symptoms. And like I said, I didn't want to share it. So I'm trying to be a good citizen. I mean, I don't want to be sick either, but when I am sick and I, I have, I have jobs where I actually am in the public, so I wear masks. Yeah, just a good uh, thing. It's um, thoughtful. Yeah, good for you. Not to spark a a discussion, just want to let everybody know that the writer's strike is still going on. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, they they are still trying to get uh, fair pay for their their work. Um, And that's why you don't see a lot of TV. <laughs> so I just want you know. Some sometimes you forget. Yep. Uh, Since we're clearing house, you know, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, you know that, and you know we're not. <laughs> the, this uh, what you said, Mike, actually reminded me about a story I saw that said we're not replacing. We're not like people aren't having as many babies as they used to, and that means the country is going to be very, very gray very, very soon. And yep. some employers are freaking out because there's not going to be enough people to replace the workers that they have. So yep. they're going to have to scale down production and everything. Yeah, time for immigration, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just I, – I just think those two things are funny. Anyway, we were going to talk about something else. Right? Well, you know, when you've got like a huge health crisis and uh, uh, people are being squeezed economically, you don't have kids because you don't want to – you know, you don't want to have kids you can't support. Exactly. You know, this isn't the 19th century. We can't, you know, sell them to somebody to work in a factory or whatever like we could in the good old days. I mean, come on. Wait, no. Did you say the good old days? (laughs) Didn't they just change the labor laws in Florida so they can put kids to work at 14 or something? Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that that photo of of Governor Huckabee uh, sitting there with all these somber kids around her she signs the law and uh, they contrasted that with the governor of wisconsin who signed a law in wisconsin saying you know like we will absolutely make sure that all kids get free school get get free meals at, at school breakfast lunch lunch and dinner if they need it we absolutely want to end child hunger and all the kids are like yay and they're they're like actually happy to be there with him hugging the governor going nuts lately their well, last legislative session like they they've had the 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 um, progressives had had control over the governor's office and the state house, and they just passed a I ton of progressive I think you're laws. Of, of Michigan, actually, Wisconsin has been struggling with this, haven't they? Because I think the state's heavily gerrymandered. I think uh, the uh, Republicans still control the legislature. No, it's not Michigan. Well, I'll Michigan has been doing this too. I'll big, double check. I might be wrong. Uh, like this uh, one time. Big Gretch has been uh, has been signing a bunch of good laws. So Gretchen Whitmer, yeah, yeah. I think um, she's going to be your first woman president on the Democratic side. Could be. She's, she's something. Yeah, she's tough. She's good. Could be. She's I mean, smooth. Yeah. And they tried well, to kidnap her and kill her, and she's you know she's gonna miss a step. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's not. Uh, who, who knows? We still have to get through the next election. Where once again, you know, the best we'll be able to do is Joe Biden. Hooray. Anyway, <clears throat> um, that is a whole other other thing. Minnesota. We, um, <clears throat> Minnesota. Thank you. I yes. always mess those up. I was Wisconsin and Minnesota. I always I always switch those around. My bad. It was they're Minnesota. Just on opposite sides of the river. The, yeah. li- the little apple. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're like, you know, they're not here. So I don't really care. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Yankee. 
you know. Yeah. You're parochial. Yeah. I, I, I don't really care. It's outside of New England, so it's it doesn't really matter. It might as um, well be the moon. Yeah, and of it course, might as well be as, whatever. As people know. from Wisconsin and Minnesota will tell you, yeah, they're utterly interchangeable. They they certainly feel that way, don't they? <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I tease. Um, so yeah, so we were uh, we did want to talk about uh, in the second half. We wanted to talk about the Supreme Court, which is finishing up its term. Uh, there have been some big decisions. I think we talked last week at least a little bit about their decision in the Voting Rights Act case out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and surprise. That was yeah, good. yeah, I, I, that was good. Uh, and there was also the um, the ruling that came down. I think was it Wednesday or Thursday this week? I can't For... remember. The child welfare, yeah, the I... Indian Child Welfare Act. Uh, that was. Um... I just today. heard about it today, but yeah. So Thursday the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that was yeah. As we're recording, it was Thursday. <laughs> uh, this is just a just so everybody knows what it is. The Indian Child Welfare Act. Um, in the past, uh, when especially like when you're colonizing someplace, uh, the best way to to get as rid of the, one does <laughs> as one as one does in the United mm-hmm. States. Indeed. Um, the best way to get Proud rid of a culture of my ancestors. is you take the children away from the people that you're trying to get rid of uh-huh. and raise them as your own. And a lot of people did that. And that was yep. the uh, policy in the United States. So, uh, so a lot of nat- native tribes were decimated because their next generation were taken away from them. And the Indian Child Welfare Act makes sure, like, is is a is a firebreak against that. So basically, um, if if there is a native child that is um, orphaned, first they look for someone in their family to take them. Then they look for someone in their community. Then, if they can't find someone in their community, their tri- that specific tribe, they try to they try a just another tribe. Then, if someone wants to foster that child or adopt that child, then it opens up to to anybody taking them. There are a few. There are a couple of white families or um, that wanted to adopt uh, native children, and they 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 were like, "This is." racist or we don't we don't like this and uh the seven to two um the justices said no it's no we're gonna keep this which is good this is a good thing Uh, i agree it surprised a lot of people yeah Um, yeah yeah, it's very good if if our you know our uh listeners who don't know about this and i know at least one of our listeners uh is very aware of this uh so hey johanna how you doing um but um, I, I know listeners who aren't as uh, familiar with this uh, and want to uh, be informed and saddened, uh, read about the residential schools, both here in the U.S. and also up in Canada, yeah. uh, where basically they, you know, they would, you know, forcibly remove kids from uh, their home environment, from, you know, their, their, their tribal society and raise them in schools where they'd not only be Christianized, like the kids would be physically beaten. They'd be abused uh, if they used their native tongue. Like the point was to force them to speak English Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe French up in Canada, whatever, but you know, like to speak a European language. And, uh, and of course there's the scandal of 
uh, I've been hearing about it mostly from Canada, but uh, here in the U.S. too, of like, oh yeah, so these Indian schools where they took all these kids and forced them to, uh, turns out there's a whole bunch of bodies buried out back because, yeah. uh, well, they killed a bunch <laughs> of the kids. Yeah, that was that, the big story yeah. that, that that was in Canada, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, the um the case specifically the the non-Indian adoptive parents they argued first that the law un- unconstitutionally supplanted the core functions of states and their traditional role in family law matters, and second that the adoption preferences were an unconstitutional racial racial classification. Hmm. Shut up. No. Shush. Sit down. <laughs> stop it. You stop that right now. There, yeah. I know they're listening. Stop. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Which two? No. Which two judges were the ones that dissented? The two um, worst ones. Thomas and uh, yeah, the two worst ones. Alito. Thomas and Alito. Oh, Alito, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, this had to do with uh, uh, race and culture, so of course they were against it. Um, so uh, Gorsuch is super into. Um, protecting uh, Indian rights and um, Native rights, like I'm, like he was one of the people that decided that, like a t- like a bunch of like Tennessee or something was Oklahoma. Was now tr- Oklahoma was now tribal. Well, technically, land. Well, well, technically <laughs> counted as tribal land. I mean, it didn't it didn't just revert at all to uh, uh, the 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 Cherokee, but it, it yeah, it was basically like like well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I mean. I think land back is something we absolutely need to do as a country, but I also do recognize that if we give all the land back, like I would still like to live here in the place where I've lived all my life. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to still be a citizen of the country. I no, live no, in. no. I'm saying, so, you know, <laughs> I'm saying give the land back, but the the United States just pays them rent. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, rent. That would be great. We'll have to figure out how that works, but just a ton I mean, of money, just so much money. <laughs> well, I the the I I I'd see the logic. Uh, certainly, I think uh, uh, we need to be investigating the whole idea of reparations to the uh, Indigenous Americans, First Nations people, whatever the proper term is. And I know there's there's different different people from those backgrounds have different preferences or whatever. And I, I want to respect whichever ones they prefer, but, uh, but you know, like, like the state of California is, you know, uh, debating a bill on making reparations to the descendants of, uh, uh, African-American people who've suffered discrimination because of slavery and Jim Crow and whatnot. Uh, yeah. And I think we should do that at the federal level, but we also have to do that for, you know, for the Indians, the uh, the the other group of people that we enslaved and abused and and genocided. So yeah, yeah, we just have to go down the list of all the brown people that the country is screwed over. Yeah, it's a long list, but well, it happened in Austra- Australia too, and all over the world. Uh-huh. The Aborigines mm-hmm. in Australia, oh yeah, treated very badly. Same thing, separated the kids, separated from their their families, and yep. yeah. I, oh yeah, I there's know people um, that were affected by that. I don't remember the, the fellow's name. He just passed recently, but there was a Australian Aboriginal community singer. Can't remember his name, but he wrote this heartbreaking but beautiful song called "They Took the Children Away." Um, I'll see if I can find it. You can throw it in the show notes, but it's a uh, 
Archie something. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, um, just doing that, oh. banning the language. Yeah, Archie uh-huh. Roach. We. Yes, Archie Roach. I was I, I was gonna say yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll put Great. a I'll put a link to a to YouTube. Um, yeah, please on there. Tweet. Yeah, no, it's 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 a moving song, um, and it has applicability. We're not in Australia, <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, the horrible injustices that have happened to the you know original inhabitants of Australia. I'm not involved in that because I'm not Australian, never been there, probably never will even go there, don't have, you know, don't have any direct connection. But like that specific song has much broader applicability and it's absolutely something that we should be listening to, you know, that brings up the kind of things that we should be thinking about here in the USA as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it 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 it's just as applicable. So. Yeah. So hooray. <laughs> I know, I'm not going because I'm afraid, afraid of Australia. Well, it is full of poisonous things that want to kill you. So everything yeah, wants to murder you in Australia. <laughs> yeah, but one of the crocodiles had parthenogenesis. We talked about that last time. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now the now the crocodiles are having virgin births too. Great. Yep. Great. Yep. There's no stopping them. I misidentified it as Florida where there's alligators, but it was a crocodile that had parthenogenesis. I she had whatever. A baby all by herself. Dinosaurs well, are cool. having are having babies without without needing to like it, yeah. it, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um <laughs> <clears throat> not okay nature, with this. <laughs> Nobody can nature, filter me. Nature finds a way. <laughs> stop stop quoting good movies. <laughs> Sorry, stop oh, it! Man, I just, I just wish I was as good looking as Jeff Goldblum, even, even as he is now, <laughs> twenty I mean, years older than I am. Yeah, I mean, no there's kidding. the Fly. Oh, that's right. He was in that too. He was in the I Fly. You can do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I could have been his stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> what is that horrible misshapen monstrosity? Hey guys. Oh hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is why we're. This is actually why we're recording. Uh, over zoom um without without cameras or anything it's just (laughs) yeah anyway (laughs) i've got a face for radio anyway um yeah so uh oh by the way sue i just want to mention apparently there are actually there is a species of crocodile that is actually native to the everglades as well yeah which is kind of neat that's true there's there's crocs and there's gators yeah 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 like a like a north american florida a North American native crocodile species, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, but they're yeah. not man eaters like the ones in Australia. Uh, I mean, maybe if, if they, they got get a shot hungry enough, it. then yes, they would be. You know, I mean, oh no, but Australian crocodiles, you know, that are in the ocean. Oh, they're, man. oh yeah, they're they're the they're saltwater crocodiles and, are famously bad. Oh yeah. bad news. Yeah, they're in like, Australia. Yeah, they want to kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it's not the crocs, it's not the sharks, it's, you know, the huge spiders that are full of venom and- That you know, fall from like, the sky. Right. You know, heck, you know, the freaking platypuses ha- ha- are poisonous, are venomous. Yep. So, you know, like- you just, They're know aggressive. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's an image. There's yeah. an image. <laughs> they have a they have a poisonous spur on, like, on the uh-huh. back of their foot or something, and, and yep. uh, they don't like you. They don't like you. Yeah. This is now a show about how much I'm scared of Australia. <laughs> they don't not nothing in Australia wants you to be 
their friend. Not not except for the koalas, and then they give you chlamydia. So yeah. <laughs> nothing. Not, everything's everything's bad in Australia. I'm sure the people are very nice. There's a podcast I listen to for, by a couple Australians. They're very cool. Um, but uh, they live in a city um, <laughs> where they have to deal with kookaburras. <laughs> The dive bomb people. Those are the birds, right? Yes. I think the animals are turning oh, on us because we have yeah. ruined this planet. And, <laughs> you know, we're all going to have to be wearing masks and the temperatures are going out of control. And, you know, we have just ruined. Humans have ruined the planet. So that just means we win. We, don't we have win defeated nature. We have defeated yeah. nature. You can't defeat nature. Man versus nature. We're going to make this planet just just a husk. That nature is going to be no more on this planet. That means the humans won. We're going to be dead. But I was going to say, I believe that is like the best. Yes, the best description of a Pyrrhic victory I've ever heard. But a victory Um, nonetheless. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. Did you know that conservatives are also often conservationists? Probably didn't know that. Yeah, because the conservatives, yep. like, it like I was depends. just hearing about how the, Not the um, in Washington, but <laughs> well, the the American Legislative Exchange Council, you know, Alec, which is basically a front for you know conservative activist business people who want to ruin they just everything. Write laws. They just write yeah, they, laws, and then the lawmakers like are a part of them, and then they just take the yeah. take the laws and take <clears throat> them back to their own states, and everything's great. So Look up Alec there, if you really want to be scared. So the, uh, there's been a uh, recent uh, uh, f- uh, kerfuffle because conservatives have started getting concerned. You know, the movement conservatives started getting concerned about um, these uh, new guidelines for ethical investing to like, you know, consider climate impacts of companies' oh, yeah, policy and whatever. Right. And I, I forget what it's called, what, you know, what that whole sort of movement or idea is called. But social ba- investing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And, and so basically they're concerned that uh, it's actually, uh, you know, th- this, th- this sort of woke environmentalism, you know, they feel that that's bad because it's, you know, socialism or communism or fascism money. or something. Yeah, well, basically, well, not just it takes their money, uh, but- more to the point, it's it's you know it it puts more accountability and puts more scrutiny on them. So they've uh, they've been pushing uh, state attorney generals in various you know Republican controlled states to pursue antitrust investigations against these things, like the idea of like you know uh, business agencies, you know investment you know agencies considering. Uh, uh, getting together and sharing information and considering how to develop ratings criteria uh, based on environmental things. Yeah, that's that's colluding. And it's like, okay, (laughs) Um, generating, you know, coming up with better standards and and putting more information out there about like what companies are doing so that investors can more accurately invest in them. Like that's that's not (laughs) anti-capitalist. You know that is not uh, a, a suppression of the free market. <laughs> that's 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 the whole point of markets. Like with more information, people can make better choices to serve their interests. Perfect information makes the perfect market. Yep. I right. I don't think that's true, but I mean, it's certainly you know perfect we can never information. Have perfect. Right. Well, certainly more. Inf- 
information that they hold back. So right. that's how but, you, yeah, that's how you make your money. Is you, but more and better information. information that's out there is 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 good. You know, I mean, I'm I'm part of that whole investor class, and yeah, I want to know where you know better places to to put my money. I don't want to I don't want to invest money in some business that's actually you know poisoning the local water supply, giving kids cancer or whatever. I mean, aside from the humane concerns of that, I just, it just doesn't seem like a, you know, it doesn't seem like a good business decision because sooner or later, somebody's going to come bet. after them. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, sooner or later, it's going to be like, oh, it turns out that this asbestos is bad. So this company that was worth a lot is now negative $10 billion because of all the asbestos liability. You know, you know, I, I, Probably it's the, the right thing idea. to do, and I'd prefer not to lose money on bad ideas. So, have anyway. you ever heard that quote? Wherever there's a great deal of money, there's a great crime. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> but I'm I'm with it. I forget <laughs> which uh, which great capitalist said it. Might have been Adam Smith. About <laughs> wherever there's a great deal of money, there's behind it's a great crime. You can't just totally work see yourself being... to a billion dollars. I totally see it could, be, could see it being J.P. Morgan, but um, yeah, yeah. I do hear the great. music. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we've got to wrap it up here. So, uh, John Ross, Sue, thanks for doing the show with me once again. Always good to talk with you guys. Uh, I hope our listeners enjoyed it too. Um, <laughs> coming up next, we've got Subculture, uh, followed by Table of Contents at ten, and then OK Asia at midnight. We've got a podcast to the show you can listen to tomorrow morning. Uh, starting tomorrow morning and we've got a repeat broadcast Monday afternoon at four. So please listen to us all over again. Um, yeah, that's all for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.